The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. All right, well, welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side. All right, and I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. All right. I'm feeling all right. Yeah? Well, I'm feeling outside. really all right. Not to feel right about. Yeah, Beautiful out there. Well, unless you don't have AC, you might be feeling a little funky mm, instead yeah. of just all right. There but, you, you know. <laughs> okay. I'll, you know what? It's toasty. Come, it's toasty come, out. Come next, like October, we'll be missing this big time. So oh yeah. Well, I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm using this as my warm up, literally, for my upcoming trip. There you go. Getting yourself acclimated. Yeah. And you're going where? I'm going to Panama. Nice. And nice. no, not because I'm looking for a tax haven. <laughs> I can't yeah. begin to tell you how many people. It just so happens that James and I wanted to go to Panama before the whole thing broke out about the scandal with the tax havens and all that kind of stuff. But. Um, you know, Panama is just, it's, it's on our list of potential retirement places. There you go. So we're going to go down and do an exploratory trip and we're going to go to Spain probably in the winter. And, you know, so for me, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be good times. And that's why we have in the studio with us again today, Marissa Kleist. Hello, everyone. And right, because she, she's going to be filling in for me right. while you're, I'm gone. You're going to be Reba's uh, able, able um, uh, understudy for the next three weeks. Is that well, right? Able-bodied person in the room. There you to go. Talk. That's yes. Right. Good, good, good. Yes. All right. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I'm looking forward to this. So have somebody new to pick on. It gets kind of old picking on Reba every week. So. And he's tired of me saying hashtag yeah. Eric is bald. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I need to start coming up with some comebacks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You just have to promise to be nice. Nicer. No promises here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. See, she totally is the right person to be in my team. Yeah. I love I'm it. Scared already. <laughs> well, the other wonderful, lovely person in the room that we have with us is Justin Riordan from Spade and Archer. How you doing, Reba? Hello. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for taking time today. You bet. Yeah. So uh, if anybody heard our promo, this isn't about right. hoes and bows. <laughs> Which is the new nickname for Spade and Archer. That, right yes, yeah. yes. I was so glad that you guys were finding humorous the uh, promo that we did for your show this week. But uh, for those of you listening, Spade and Archer is a uh, beautiful staging organization. So when you're uh, preparing a residential property for sale, they do beautiful, beautiful work. And they're in multiple locations. Yep. We're in uh, Seattle, Portland, and Palm Springs. Yeah. So we're going to get to Justin here a little bit more after our first segment. But uh, as most people know, listening to our show, we always try and get at least a rate update. Absolutely. So do you Lots, got something for us? I, sh- I sure do. And you know, for, for a couple of weeks, I've been talking about upcoming uh, speech that Janet yes. Yellen, chairman of the Fed. Did she finally naming. open her mouth? She did uh, today. And what came and, out? Uh, this morning. And uh, I, I guess the short, the short summary is, is it was um, sort of well-received by the, 
by the bond market, by the financial markets. Okay. And the, um, you know, she, she brought up uh, quite a few different things, but uh, there are a few uncertainties in our economy right now, and that's weighing on the Fed and, okay. and, and, and it may hold them back from increasing interest rates, at least in, in the short term. Okay. You know, so there's a good few for you things. buyers out there. Yeah, it's good for us. It's good for the, good for the buyers, I suppose. The, the, the main concerns right now are number one it's sort of the resilience of our of our domestic economy economic demand basically consumer spending you know that's the driving force of our economy mm-hmm. if that stays strong economy will stay on track um, if it doesn't then that could cause us to to slow down so consumer confidence things like that mm-hmm. will affect affect our economy and, and ultimately interest rates Number two is global economic situation. Uh, there's still a lot of weakness globally, especially with mm-hmm. China. And uh, right. and although it seems to be waning just a little bit, maybe you know not quite as quite as bad as as, as people were forecasting. But Fed's keeping a very very close eye on that. Mm-hmm. The third one is 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 the growth of productivity in our country. It's very very weak. And uh, as as businesses, well, I'm pretty are, productive. <laughs> well, you, you you may be the exception. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But if we factored your your, uh, we're wages, having our best year ever for yeah, that. Oh yeah, but let's calculate it by the hour and tell me tell me then how much it is because I know. I don't know. We're hours. getting better about that. Of course, the uh, team's growing, so so do my expenses. But still, we're we're kicking some booty right go. now. I'm pretty happy about that. Well, the the reason that productivity growth is important is because really it's productivity that increases our standard of living. It right. helps wages rise because mm-hmm. if businesses can be a more efficient in what they do. They can right. either hire more mm-hmm. or they can pay the people that they have more. And, and that's that, that tends to increase our standard of living. Productivity has been increasing by only about a half a percent since 2010. Very, mm. very weak. Yeah. Part of that is- They're that, clearly not working for my team. Well, you know, part of it is that businesses have not been investing heavily uh, in, in new uh, research and development and things like that. Yeah, and a lot of people have been very cautious mm-hmm. since the recession. Extremely Absolutely. cautious. And so, you know, as a result, that, that tends to influence productivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth thing that we're watching is inflation. Now, bond markets are driven by the fear, fear. of inflation, right? Yes. But the Fed has a target inflation rate of 2%, and mm-hmm. we're not hitting that. Inflation is too low, meaning the economy is not growing fast enough. Right. And so, so uh, there's a couple reasons that inflation has stayed low recently. One is is that oil prices have dropped significantly, mm-hmm. although that seems yep. to be starting to stabilize a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the dollar has has been very, very strong, too strong, makes it difficult for us to export our right. goods overseas. Right. That seems to have been kind of uh, sorting itself out. So all of that said, uh, the Fed is most likely not going to increase rates next week when, when they meet. In fact, um, right now there's a, a, a chance that they may only increase once this year, if at all. And, and that was uh, the once that they already did. Well, well, or is no, that, that was last year. That, that was, was December. December. That so, was December, so it doesn't, right. doesn't count. Okay. So, so right now, um, uh, both um, uh, J.P. Morgan, Chase Bank, offered Oxford Economics think that the Fed may increase in July. Um, other banks disagree. Bank of America, Pantheon, UBS, RBS, HSBC thinks they mm-hmm. may increase in September. And there's a few other banks, Deutsche Bank and RBC, for instance, thinks they may increase in December. Uh, so right now there's only about a 24% chance that they'll increase in July, about a 42% chance that the Fed will increase in September, and it starts to go up a little bit after that. So uh, the the big shaker of the economy uh, last week was the jobs report. It was 
dismal. Only eighty thousand new jobs yeah, created. I did see that. that really shook up the Fed. Right. And uh, and so. Well, uh, we're creating jobs in Team Reba. Well, so. and and, <laughs> and, the, and the one shining light in in our economy, you know, right now is is the housing sector. Yeah. And that's driven a lot by uh, by mortgage rates, which are still extremely low. So mm-hmm. conventional thirty year fixed rates today, everyone uh, we're sitting right around three point six two five percent. 15-year fixed rates under 3%, right around 2.875. Nice. Jumbo 30-year fixed rates are hitting around 3.625. And uh, FHA loans, right around 3.5%. So it's... FHA is at 3.5 Oh, man. Yeah. So so the rates are extremely nice. good, especially if you're a first-time buyer out there. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great time to... To really get, get if you're in there. any kind of buyer, kind are of you buyer kidding me? If or, you're in um, any kind of buyer, or if you still haven't looked at exactly, I mean, you were telling that story the other day about someone who had qualified. I think it was really through the Heart program, mm-hmm. but the amount of money, like it was four hundred something bucks a month. Oh, yeah, they, were, it, they were in tears. Yeah, they were so happy. of joy. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. in a, a positive uh, way, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I make a lot of people cry every day, but I that was in a good let's, way. But, uh, yeah, let's yeah. make sure it's on a good Absolutely. side, right? You know. And, and if anyone's ever interested in, in kind of going over your own situation, we're always available. So you can you can uh, tweet me directly at Eric is my banker, or you can uh, you can email me anytime at uh, Eric at ericismybanker.com. Mm-hmm. and Reba here at Team Reba, uh, or you can also email her at yeah. Reba at TeamReba.com. Or info at teamreba.com. Or give us a call. This is a live Because I did just mention I'm going to be gone for a while, so you know I may not be on my email quite as often. But if you go to info at teamreba.com, it's a distribution email, so everyone on my team gets it. All right. And this is a live call-in show, so if you have a question right now, it's burning in your head, give us a call. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. Toll-free. All right. Excellent. Yeah. So, So how about you? What's going on in the real estate market? Oh, man, there's been so much going on. We had a a stellar day on Friday. We had three closings that happened at the same time. And one of the more unique things, I mean, I've been doing this since 2003, and we had this family that it was quite, as as they put it, it was a banner day for the Halsteads. Oh, yes. Yes, they ended up, um, they came to us a year ago with plans to move, and it was funny because, it, you know, it takes a long time for people to get ready. I mean, that's one of the reasons Justin's here today is to talk about all those things you have to do to prep, right? You know, and get to that place to make your place beautiful and whatnot. And Justin, you would have loved this house because uh, our client is an interior designer. So it's beautiful oh boy. inside this home, you right? Those interior designers are pretty hard to deal with. She was fabulous. Nice. She was so wonderful. And she's originally from the South, just such a sweet, kind woman. Absolutely love her. But so she and her husband were going to be moving back to Alabama, where she's from, and their daughter is remaining here. And so the tall order that happened literally, was it two, three months max before they were ready to go on the market? They said, hey, by the way, our 21-year-old daughter, could you help her buy a place too? We'd like to get her settled before we move. And I went, um, you have two months. Go. Let me. Yeah, exactly. In this market, <laughs> that's really hectic with lots of multiple offers and all the other things that are going on. People having to go sometimes through twelve or fifteen deals to to get a place, right? And I went, well, let me pull some magic out my purse and see what we have for you. And so we worked it out. But I'll tell you what, we closed on the same day. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The it day we closed day. on their home, 
we closed on their daughter's new place and it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we've been, um, you know, finding inventory. I mean, there is still that massive shortage of inventory that's out there, but we're getting more and more people signing up with us because we're showing awesome results. Because the parents, when we sold their place, it went 75000 over asking price. It was about 7.5% over what the list price was. Um, we've had... Other properties, another property, as you know, a longtime client of mine, it was my sixth transaction with him. They also closed. We sold 10% above the asking price for their home in Renton. Mm. And we've got another one closing this Friday. I mean, it's just been, it's just been tremendous. But the market in general is fast moving. Um, and as you know, we get to see it from all sides because you and I work together, but then my husband and home inspection, right, right. he You're sees it from another things. angle of, yeah. of more agents. So we're seeing kind of just everything. It's not just anecdotal to what's going on in my team, right. but it's uh, it's been fun and challenging and we're staying on pace with it. So it's been great. Well, stay with us. Uh, when we come back, we've got more with Justin Riordan and be talking about uh, staging homes. Stay tuned for more of yeah. Open House of Team Rebound. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Apparently creaking it over here. I've got like creaky sounds on like my the, like microphone. The squeaky, what was that? Scary Halloween I know. I was going to say it's microphone. like, oh, stop, stop, stop. That's like <laughs> fingernails on a chalkboard. I know. I loved watching everybody's eyebrows just shoot straight up when I just did that. That's you know, awesome. Yeah, you made I think the we hair need some WD-40 on the top of my head there. So, yeah. What, what hair? That's right. <laughs> how bad it was the fuzz that's, <laughs> that's right what you're saying the fuzz <laughs> hey but before we before we get into with our guest i'd like to do yeah. a quick shout out so two. Uh, two i'm looking for oh contractors licensed bonded insured contractors for? so we do i do a fair amount of, of renovation lending yeah um, mm-hmm. so when you want to buy a home but it needs work to be done on it yeah. or you want to just make cool improvements mm-hmm. we do financing that combines the purchase of the home plus the renovations right and contractors are being more and more difficult to find uh, that are willing to either work on projects like that or have the, the capability to do a little bit of extra paperwork. Because there's a little bit of extra paperwork. I'll right. be honest about it. Um, and uh, and so if you're but a contractor, it's a stream there, of potential long-term business. Because I mean, oh, we're absolutely. on an up cycle right now, but that won't last forever. Absolutely, and it's it's a good, solid, long-term, stable type type business. Mm-hmm. We're always uh, working on on transactions like this. I have probably four transactions right now where we're having a hard time getting contractors to show up. Yeah, because you were asking me for some contacts, mm-hmm. and I sent you yeah. some. Did you? Were they not? Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. They didn't work out. Well, we're still working on we're still working on them. But oh, okay. Uh, but, but okay, yeah, I was going to you know, say because if they're not, tell me and I'll go slap some people we, around we have, and tell have, them to get responsive. We have responsive. some that they're just like too busy to show up. And uh, so, so oh, if you are that. a contractor out there, that. if you know good contractors, reach out to us. You can reach me oh, at, yeah. at uh, tweet me at uh, Eric is my banker, or you can email Eric at Eric is my banker dot com. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we also need. Maybe we uh, should get some uh, other connections over at the Master yeah. Builders Association. There you go. And yeah, maybe even over to, to RTC. Might have to work that a little bit with the Construction yep. Excellence Department Absol- over there. Absolutely. Might be useful. Yeah. So okay, all right. Well, now that we're so, done with the yeah. okay, so our, our quick, so you uh, have the idea of like you got to go fix it up, but then you got to go make it look nice. Yeah. Then we got to make it look pretty. Yes. And, and that's where our guest comes in, Jason Reardon. And Justin. Uh, so, did I say Jason? Oh my God. <laughs> 
It's because you gave him the entry of saying, this is what people normally do. So, of course, that's exactly what Eric did. Right, of course I did. Yeah, of course. He's famous for that on this show. He mangles almost everybody's name. Last week we had the Hudspeths, and you were calling him something completely different. Yeah, I kind of botched that one up, too. Yeah, yeah. I usually don't allow him to, like, introduce people. It's so Everybody gets my name wrong, and I just kind of sit and I just nod. As long as you call me, I can care less. Everybody around me gets super uncomfortable, and it's like, no, that's not his name. Like, it's okay. Well, it's okay. At so least, at least we your name help to brand your business, though, yes. for you. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, now our, our nickname, the actual name is Spade and Archer, and it used to be our nickname was Spade and Neutered. And now it's, <laughs> now it's Hose and Bows. Which just, I'm so glad we could help. Yeah, it's all kinds of wrong, but um, you know, as long as people remember us, if you go to hoseandbows.com, you won't find us. But uh, although you might yeah. want to go pick up that, uh, you know, we might want to go pick it up just in case. But, okay, so Justin Reardon, yes, of Spade and Archer. Correct. <laughs> okay, so do tell our audience where did Spade and Archer come from where did spade and archer come from yes. so um i from was living whence, in, did you come? Uh, in san francisco uh when i was in my early 20s i was reading a book called the maltese falcon um in the book there's a main character sam spade his partner is miles archer who dies in the first paragraph of the book um he goes home after investigating the, the murder of his partner and he goes home to my building that i am sitting in reading this book and he describes it to a T. And the apartment is described to a T. I'm literally really? sitting in the apartment that's being described in the book. <clears throat> Very cool. So I go Did to the landlord. Did it make you start looking around and get a little worried about your neighbors? Yeah. <laughs> I went to the landlord. I was like, what, what gives? Why does Sam Spade live in our building? And he's like, oh, well, when Dashiell Hammett wrote the book, he lived in the building. And uh-huh. the guy who lives in the corner unit won't let us even change out like the plumbing because he says it's historically significant. It's a huge pain in the butt. Wow. And uh, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. If I ever own my own business, I'll call it Spade and Archer. So we changed it from detective agency to design agency. Agency. So oh, nice. that's where the name comes from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Has nothing to do with home staging whatsoever. But what a cool original story. Yeah. You know, I mean, most people do it's just like, you know, Team Reba. Where did that come from, Reba? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I so. know. Exactly. Well, you know what? Actually, when I went through my branding exercise 13 yeah. years ago, um, because I came into the real estate industry, which I was a little bit different at the time, no comment, um, <laughs> in that because I had a business background and a corporate background, that I knew coming in, I wanted to have an exit strategy. I wanted to have a saleable business at the end of the day. And so the idea of creating a team, of course I had to have that because you don't just do it all by yourself, which is what most of the agents did at the time. And the branding exercise was, well, how do I get it out of just me and my name? Even though the Reba's there, like we're still even talking about a redesign of that to possibly make it be real estate's best agents. Mm -hmm. Like take my name and turn it into an acronym. Nice. Right? So... The idea was, okay, we need something that's easy to remember, website, emails, all the other stuff. Like it's simple, you know, because that's that's the hallmark of good marketing, right? right? Is something that's memorable yes. and, and maybe has a story behind it because that also kind of helps, you know, sear it into people's brains and whatnot. And just, you know, from stylistically, um, the logo management and everything is like four letters, four letters, different ways you could do the design in so many different ways. And, um, and that, that kind of you know, spun that off. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's where we've been the whole time. And I do wonder every once in a while, okay, as, as things have changed over the industry, should I 
get my personal name out of it, but it just depends. It depends on what works for you. It depends, right? You know, in my business at this point, I don't really even have much client contact. Um, mm-hmm. Everything goes through our design managers. And so if it's called, you know, Justin Bearden interior design or staging company mm-hmm. and Justin Bearden doesn't show up, right. people get upset and they like, right. I, I need Justin. I need Justin. Right. And That's the challenge in real estate yeah, is so. all these big teams that are forming now. Some people are like, well, how come I don't have, you know, the that head person, or they right. feel hand it off to somebody and we do everything collectively. So yeah. it really doesn't end up being that way in our team. But, um, I love it. Like your, as your business is growing, I mean, you're in three cities. There is no way yeah, you could no possibly way. be in yes. all places at one time. I'm basically right? just always on the airplane pretty much, but that's yeah. a good business manager right there. That's a good head of a company. Cause anyone listening to the show, cause a lot of the demographics of this station are people who are in businesses, own businesses, and they understand that they can yeah. respect that setup, right? Yeah. So, so tell us more. Okay. So Spade and Archer, what a fun name, what a cool thing. And the fact that it actually really has a personalized aspect to it. I love that. Absolutely love it. So tell us more about like how it grew to where it is. So it started off, it was uh, me and, and then, and then there was also me. Um, and (laughs) then there was me. And so I was doing, um, (laughs) team me, me, I was, I was like lifting couches in the morning and then like changing my outfit in the car to go into a consultation. And I'd be like all floppy, sweaty in a suit. Oh God, I've totally been there. (laughs) Changing back into shorts again to like lug a couch into a house by Uh myself. Um, and I came down with appendicitis. Um, and I landed in a hospital bed for three days. My husband told the doctor, if you let him leave, he'll go to work. You can't yeah. do it. So he oh. kept me in the hospital for three days. And he said, you can't lift anything for six weeks. And so it forced me to hire somebody else. And I hired two people, two movers okay, to come in. And I started to see the potential of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually I got to the point where I started hiring design managers. And my business coach said to me, when you hire people to replace mm-hmm. yourself, you will lose clients. Period. Flat out. Oh, yeah. It's, it's bound it to happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. I lost like three awesome clients and I gained 20 more awesome clients That's, because I expanded yeah. the pipeline. And every time we've made a transition, even when we opened the Seattle office and I wasn't mm-hmm. working in Portland all the time, we lost clients in Portland. Right. But then it made it so that we got more clients in Seattle. And so... Um, I've always been told that if you can hire somebody to do a job, um, mm-hmm. 80% as good as you can do that job, then you should hire them. Yeah. Um, hold on to the things that you're excellent at. And so yeah. I've held on to the parts of the business that I don't feel like anybody else can really do, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty much marketing, PR, and procurement. Those are my three roles. Other than that, um, our team is awesome. There's 20 of us, and um, they do a great job. They are, they're all educated. They've all got design degrees. They, uh, they go through six months of training before they're allowed to even talk to a client. So, oh wow, yeah, it's pretty pretty. That's intense, intense yeah. yeah. Oh, but I love well, it though. For a small business, that's extremely impressive that you're so rigorous with your training and everything. The training is very on job. So you're moving couches, you go in and you start right. off doing it, and you're in the trenches. The first day you go in and you actually destage a house, take furniture out, mm-hmm. so you can see what a finished product looks like. So, so hey. tell us a little bit about that. How well, I was going to say, ask Mariska what she did yesterday. What did you do yesterday? <laughs> I got to move some couches. <laughs> <laughs> She helped me stay to house yesterday. Nice. <laughs> well, there you go. You 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 could be a, a, a intern uh, for um, you know hoes and bows too. Yeah, you know, exactly. So that paid internship. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> oh so, god. So, so, it's like I come and poach people from your radio show. Nice. That's yeah. a good business model. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. We get well. Part of why you're also on here is because we are hiring out more and more of our work because I'd been providing staging since 2003 and it's all been my own inventory and we're 
moving away from that. It becomes exhausting and you start to feel Oh, yeah. Like, and I have okay, a bad back. 13 that, years later, I'm older. In the hour that I moved that couch... <laughs> How many offers could I have written? Exactly. You know, and so we have a there we're finding that a lot more in Seattle versus we did in Portland. There's a lot of real estate agents that do their own staging here. Mm-hmm. And um I think one gal that, calls them stagents. Yeah. The reason that they've done that is that there hasn't been the super accessible good staging at an affordable price here in Seattle. You and not even just that, one nose. that stays around yeah, sticks long around. enough. Because it, it is an exhausting business. If you try to do it by yourself forever, you mm-hmm. end up with like, you know, torn apart knees and a bad mm-hmm. back and it's it's oh, yeah. hard on you. Um, so, you know, I, I think that being able to provide an option that's both affordable and good quality staging mm-hmm. is where Spade and Archer has come in and, and made a difference here. So right. um, it's been, the response has been fantastic so far. Well, I'm super excited about it because like I said, we're, we're looking at all of this. So in a way, this is kind of like an on-air job interview for you. No pressure. So- <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> But no, I mean, just given where our client base is going and, you know, what we're trying to do, I mean, this is, I think it's great. And when you came and gave a presentation to our REMAX office, I was very impressed and not just by your socks. Thank you. <laughs> so, I don't remember what code I have on that day. Uh, you had, it was, they were fun. They had a cool pattern on them and they were kind of bright actually. We're, we're sporting baby pink today. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah. yeah. I want to say you had like green or nice, something. They were nice. kind of fun, but they were like a bright green, but, um, no, you, you had such a great business model that I thought, okay, we've got to get you in front of as many people as possible because I have looked at bringing in other staging companies in the past and what's been going on in the Seattle area is there's all these people who, uh, oddly enough, they call themselves stagers, but they own no inventory whatsoever mm-hmm. of their own. Mm-hmm. They just want to go into a house that someone already lives in and move their stuff around. And mm-hmm. they think that's what staging is. Yes. And that's not completely the full story. And so it's just been odd because, you know, I'd like to get rid of my inventory. I want to do some other things. So, you know, we're looking at our options. So I'm super excited you're here. I want to hear more about this and we'll be back in a few here at Open House with Team Reba. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba. And I'm Eric Ossens with Home Street Bank. And with us today, okay, I'm going for it Can you say it right? Justin Reardon. Oh, well done. (laughs) Spade and Archer. Yes. Yep. And, so, and, and Justin, I, I, um, yeah, I, we were talking a little bit during the break, and you mentioned something about uh, maybe some some of the other uh, other staging companies out there that may, maybe don't even own any of their own staging, or they get it from from where? There's a it's like a staging library, and all of the stagers take their stuff and they bring it to the staging library. It's like a big warehouse, and then they can all borrow each other's stuff, essentially rent each other's stuff, yeah, um, and then go in and and put those things in the houses. Um, it ends up that all of those stagers end up like having a very homogeneous look, so that mm-hmm. you can't really differentiate between stager A and stager B. Um, we don't subscribe to that. We have a very specific inventory. We own all of our own furniture. Um, here in Seattle, we have 8,000 square feet. Oh, my um, goodness. Where, um, again, four trucks and space, you know, yeah. three teams that they move all the furniture in and out. We own everything that we put in houses. If we don't, mm-hmm. if we run out of something, like, hey, we need a large desk, we go get it. We go purchase it. 
Um, we didn't. We found that for our business model, it didn't make sense to rent mm-hmm. other people's furniture because then all you can charge is a markup on that furniture. So like you rent it for five dollars and you charge an extra five dollars mm-hmm. and fifty cents. So you get fifty cents out of that each time you charge mm-hmm. that. When you purchase furniture, um, the first six months you don't make anything off of it because mm-hmm. you're paying for the purchase right. price. After that, then you start to make a pure profit off of it, and which is great because mm-hmm. when I go to bed at night. My furniture still sits in a house, which I still make, you know, a dollar off of a couch every day that it right. sits in a house. So, the you know, anytime you can find a way to make money while you're sleeping, that's probably oh, a good I'm a big business fan. model. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and so, so if I'm a typical homeowner, then, and I, of course, I'm, you know, you're, Reba, you're in the real estate side, Justin. <laughs> of course, you do this for a living. You know, Marissa, I don't even know about you yet, but. Um, <laughs> So, What's that uh, mean? So, I know exactly. So, so basically, you'll find out over the next few how does, weeks. How does this work? So I've got a home to sell, yeah. and uh, I've got a bunch of stuff in my home right now. So I hire you. You're going to come out and and look at my home and wave your arms and do do your your magic on it. Well, yeah, it's mostly not... arm waving. Okay, yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And and so so we decide. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna sign you up. So then what happens with my old stuff? Is that on me? I've got to figure out how to get, get rid of that. Okay. So let's talk process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you do is you go to the website, which is spade-archer.com and you Mm -hmm. click on a button that says book a consultation that takes us straight to our calendar and you pick a time and a date that works for you. You fill out the information, which is like, you know, where's your address? What's your phone number? Click um, schedule the appointment, and you literally have an appointment scheduled. I'm looking it's at your free. website; it's yeah. really cool because Thank you're you. you're indicating specific times. I'd like to meet next Thursday at at, at ten thirty yeah. or whatever it is, and yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so it makes it very easy because a lot of times when you're trying to schedule with a home stager, they have a couch in their hands while you're trying. They're mm-hmm. trying to answer your phone call and they can't answer your phone call. So it sure. ends up being a back and forth two or three times before you get a chance to even schedule the appointment. So you can schedule the appointment like 30 seconds online. It doesn't cost anything to schedule an appointment. It doesn't cost mm-hmm. anything to have the appointment. We come out. It's free. Um, we give you a ton of advice on what to do with your house itself. Paint this wall, replace that light fixture. This little William's got to go. Um, you don't have to do any of those things. They're just suggestions. Mm-hmm. We really are concentrating on what we call ROI, which is return on investment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to have you dip anything in gold. It's not worth it. We're looking at things that are that people are going to. I'm walk sorry. In has someone and, asked to do that? <laughs> people get really afraid that we're going to tell them like to basically renovate their entire kitchen, and oh, that's rarely going to be a suggestion. Right. It has to be pretty bad to do it. Yeah. We're looking for things that are going to make you walk into the house and literally say, no, I'm not going to buy this house. These are things Mm -hmm. that are really scary. Like Mm -hmm. broken door hardware is a big no, no, Mm -hmm. because it's the very, very first impression and it speaks to deferred maintenance. Thank you for saying that. So if we can get those those little things fixed before they go in, these are things that are just that scream no to a buyer. If we can get them to avoid saying no for the first seven to nine minutes. See, and this is... They were going to get an offer out this of This is exactly why I yeah. wanted you on the show because I tell clients all the time when they're getting ready to sell, because I'll go walking through the house and I try and have the viewpoint of a buyer yep. because I've worked with enough buyers over the last 13 years. I know exactly what their eyes go towards yep. and how what that experience is going to be like. And I always tell the seller, I'm like, if I get to three huh sounds out of them, yep. it's done. no go. They're yeah. done. We're moving on, going to the next place. After your first week looking at houses, you are no longer looking mm-hmm. for reasons to say yes. Right. You are only looking for reasons to say no so that you can move on and not waste your time on that house anymore. Exactly. Give me a reason to say no. So we talk about that's one of our four rules is remove the no's. And yep. it's not no's in your face. It's like yes. no as in yeah. yes. 
Um, so if we can get those no's removed, then we're in great shape. Um, then we provide you with pricing to in order to do the things that we need to do. We can do one of three services, a rearrange, an enhancement, or a staging rearrange as we move around all your stuff. You have all the right things in all the right order. We're going to fix that. Um, enhancement is the same thing, but let's say you're going through a divorce and you don't have a dining room set and you're missing two bedroom sets. You mean half the um, house is empty? Half the house is empty. I've so, never seen that. Which screams unhappiness <laughs> and nobody wants yeah, to buy an unhappy right, house. Right, exactly. Or, or somebody thinks potential deal. Right. They're desperate to sell. Right. You know, these are all the things that Major are the, the points we look for, right? So we come in and we basically, an enhancement is basically infused happiness. We make it look like an incredibly oh, happy family phrase. lives there. Yeah. So, um, and then the third one is the house is completely vacant. We come through, we mm-hmm. stage the mm-hmm. entire thing, make it look all together. Um, really what we talk about in terms of what the design looks like is that in interior design, you are staging, you're, you're designing specifically for your client's taste. Right. Your client is super exactly. into rainbows. They love hippopotamuses, so you need to incorporate those things in mm-hmm. the project. When we're designing for hippo home design, staging, okay. we... <laughs> That's not hip, that's hippo. <laughs> I literally had a client that was like super into rainbows and hippopotamuses, which I was like, oh, I can't even uh, begin to imagine yeah. what that looked like, but okay. When we're staging, <laughs> we're designing for an imaginary demographic. So right. um, we say, you know, this is going to be a multi-generational family. Mm-hmm. They're going to be somewhere between 35 and 45, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and then we often say to our clients of all the people in the world are going to buy your house. You are not one of them. We're exactly. not designing for you. Mm-hmm. You have hired us to right. design your house to get it yeah, sold. For the current market. Which right, if you right. let us, we will do. Right. Um, so uh, that's really the big thing when it comes down to it. So a lot of the things that if you do have, like if you have a mattress, cool. We're probably going to use a mattress too as long as it's the right mm-hmm. size for that bedroom. If you mm-hmm. have a king right. size bedroom, a king size mattress in a full size room, that's yeah. a problem. So we're going to switch that up. Exactly. Um, but we're probably not going to take out the things that are super usable. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if you have some things that are that are not what most people would put in that room, like mm-hmm. you are a potter and you have like a huge kiln and a pottery wheel inside of one of the bedrooms, mm-hmm. we might take that out so that we right. can show the most potential to the most buyers. Got it. Right. Got it. Yeah. We have to explain to people fairly frequently, like, hey, this might be something that you do regularly, but if you're not going to be doing it while the house is on market, let's just deal with it now. Yeah. Let's just get it out of the way now we and not distract people. Pre-packing. Yeah. We don't ever declutter. Absolutely. We always pre-pack. Exactly. Um, because your house is going to sell so fast, so you just pack it up now and then it saves you time later. Okay. So you mentioned ROI and you're talking about some of your process, but that is a conversation that happens a lot in the real estate industry is what is really the return on doing staging? Because Every study I've ever read is that the homes sell faster and for more money. Do you guys have some of your own stats that you keep track of or do you just kind of go with what the Association of Realtors tracks? And I've heard Associated Realtors done like three studies in the last year and they Mm -hmm. said all kinds of things. I saw one that said that the average home <laughs> staging cost is $10,000. I saw one that said the average home staging cost is $763, which that's in Kansas, apparently like they bring know. in like a bowl of fake lemons and like, look, it's staged $700. Please. Oh, those drive me nuts. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I've seen those houses. You know, the, the studies have been all over the place. Probably the most comprehensive one was done by Harvard in 1993. Mm-hmm. They actually did a study of all staged houses and all unstaged houses. And they um, figured, out that uh, staged houses sold an average of 10% faster and for, mm-hmm. I think it was like 6.3% more money. Um, super outdated But 93 study, though. Super outdated. Yeah, there weren't that not, many people using staging Not back then. apples to apples. So yeah. our stories are more anecdotal. We had mm-hmm. two condos in the exact same building, one on the 20th mm-hmm. floor, one on the 21st floor, yeah. one staged, one unstaged. One sat on the market at the same exact price for mm-hmm. over a year. The one that we did was $5,000 more mm-hmm. and sold in three days. 
So I mean, and then no I'm a huge believer. No, I'm a huge believer in that. We just yeah. got done. So, you know, we were mentioning those uh, numbers at the first segment. the The results we got were our overall marketing plan, which included the staging and preparation and all the cleaning because staging is not just the stuff inside. It's all the other prep work, right? right? It's getting the outside looking right, getting the windows done, getting the cleaning interior, doing all these different things. Replacing the broken light bulbs. Exactly. Yeah. All yeah. of that. And so, you know, we get those good results. I mean, our homes are always selling for more money and yes. it's not just because the market's hot right now. It's because they stand out. We had, I have two case studies where um, we had a, a client in Federal Way and one up on Beacon Hill. And both of them had been with prior agents. The Federal Way house had been on market six months. Mm -hmm. And she ended up firing the agent because she got a bad offer, which was um, not only was she going to have to bring cash to close, but she was going to have to put a new roof on. Mm. And she hadn't realized that, and the agent wasn't pointing it out. We got that listing instead, um, and... We sold it for more money. She had been on market six months, mind you. Yeah. We changed a little bit, had the roof get done. We sold it for more money, and we sold in six days. Right. The condo up here on Beacon Hill had been non-staged, had sat on the market for four months, and we went and staged it, did all the stuff we normally do, and again – sold it in six days for $15,000 more money than right. he'd had it on market before. Right. And I mean, these things, they, they're proven they really time yeah. and time again. Right. I mean, your services are incredibly valuable. What it comes down to is it's an old antidote that chance favors the prepared flat yes. out. If you throw your house in the market and it's improperly priced and it's not prepared correctly, mm -hmm. then your house is just going to sit there. I yeah. always call this a semi-hot market because 85% of houses that go on the market, they're ready to go. They sell boom and it flashes mm -hmm. with multiple offers. And there's 15% of the houses that go on the market and they just sit there yeah. because although buyers are ready to buy, they're not dumb. Right. If it's overpriced and it's underprepared, it's not going to sell. Absolutely. Period. You have to think about who is that perfect buyer. Right. And in some cases, that perfect buyer may not be who you personally think it's going to be, but you should definitely be listening to the people who have experience in this area. I've got, I've got a situation going on with someone right now that I'm not going to get into, but we're, we're going back and forth about the amount of preparation they're going to do. And it's either we need to prep it for it to be flipped or we need to have them really go full out on a renovation because the in-between isn't enough. You can't do the bathrooms, but not the kitchen. Yeah. It just won't work it's, that it's way. It's shocking. It's like being hit with a bucket of cold water. Yeah. You know, you walk in and everything looks great. And then you walk into the kitchen, you're like, whoa. Right. Exactly. And the thing is, is, you know, like in their case, they bought the house 15 years ago. And the market alone in 15 years has changed tremendously. And we have very sophisticated buyers here. So we, we've got another segment we want to cover with you. So if you have questions for Justin, 866-712-1300. Open House with Team Reba. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes with Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass with Team Reba. 
Welcome back, everyone. Every week, every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, you can hear us talking about real estate and finance. And Reba's laughing at me because I miss that. I think that you have to remind yourself. I talk about that. I'm like, is that really? What day are we here again? Yeah. <laughs> and you have, you have an announcement. I can say it in my sleep. I know you can. Well, I, I we just have so much going on, right? Well, so, can I tell you how fun yeah. it was before I came in today that I saw some of the guys from the fire department down in Renton and I got to bring up Omar the dough roller again? <laughs> So, Justin, a couple of weeks ago, we had a we had a fire battalion chief for Rick Renton, Marshall, Rick Marshall, in, in the office and in, in the in the studio here. He walks in, he looks at me, and goes, "I know you. You worked at Pizza Haven." I'm like, "That was like 1978." Wow. And, uh, he goes, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah." He goes, "You even had a nickname for me," and I'm shaking my head. It's like, "Yep." Omar the Dole Roller. <laughs> and so, yeah, yep. It's a small world. Uh, yes, you know, he went back to his battalion, and they had papered his office with the old Pizza Haven uh, pickup trucks and had put Omar the dough roller and posted them all over in his office. It was hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. But we, you know, we didn't even notice, or not notice, we didn't say last week, you had a connection even to our guest last week. Right. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. how in the world? Well, do you want to say what the connection is or do you just want people to be like, Ooh, really? He had a connection. No, you tell you you tell him you tell. Well, him. I don't know because it was like through your son or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so so we we interviewed. It's uh, Four Generals Brewing, and he's mm-hmm. opening up a a, um, a tasting room in Renton. Yeah. And actually, uh, he's uh, very good friends with my nephew, and uh, and so indirectly, I I, I didn't know until we had him in the studio. I've been into <laughs> cars a little bit, and and I, I kind of got my nephew hooked on on these. Um, certain certain type of Audi and 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 this guy's really into that too so indirectly he kind of followed after my my nephew so so I'm just saying yeah. Justin if we start getting into you know we're, we're going to end up having connections we'll be there somewhere oh, I believe we'll in two degrees yeah. I'm totally a believer in two degrees yeah. I, I, I you kind of caught me with the whole dollar a day for the sofa thing so I'm thinking that sounds pretty good so maybe I'm thinking that's probably not what you really charge for a really sofa cool looking furniture I gotta think about it what that I might be a pillow yeah I think I it's like a... it's like three dollars a day for a sofa yeah really yeah how much is See, a pillow that seems a pillow uh, yeah it's like Five cents per day for a pillow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're pretty good. I'm like going off the top of my head. They That's look okay. really pretty. Yeah. Don't try to sleep in our beds. Yeah. 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 That's, That's why you see the signs. Do <laughs> yeah. not and get so on the bed. Often we go in and, we're, and we, we go into the houses and we're like, somebody's been quote unquote sleeping, quote, in, sleeping in this bed. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Have so you funny. seriously had that happen? Oh, absolutely. And the, the beds are short sheeted because we, the, yeah. we make it almost that. impossible to get into oh, the yeah. beds. Right. And then they're ironed afterwards because wrinkled sheets look horrible in photographs. Right, yeah. And it's so cute because they're like, oh, we messed up the bed. Hurry, be sneaky and like fix it back again. And we're like, we totally know you did. We know what you did. (laughs) (laughs) The dirty little secrets behind staging. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) You know what? Um, There's all kinds of stories within real estate. And I will tell you, every once in a while, so they, they put out. I think almost monthly, um, a thing, it's kind of like the bad agent list of <laughs> people who do things they're not supposed to and the fines they get for it. But I will tell you, there's this one that always to me is quite, um, uh, interesting because it's something about, um, improper use of key box access. And in the past, there have been, uh, incidents of agents who are having affairs yeah. who use these properties <laughs> 
with which to conduct their oh, there's been some <clears> that were homeless, meetings. Yeah. even like homeless people or agents or whatever. I know, but I'm that, just like, yeah. with the, especially with as many people with cameras in their homes oh, and stuff yeah. nowadays. Like, oh, yeah. seriously, that's what you want to do? I think you're, <laughs> at that point, you're <laughs> like, like, you're looking for become the more high, clever you if you're going to be. Yeah, yeah it like, does record your name when yeah, you have access exactly. to that box. Yeah. <laughs> and when the agent, like on our side, we call everyone who's been inside of our listings. We're like, so how yeah. was it in there? And I love the bedroom. It was great. The bedroom. Really fantastic. Nice, yeah. I had a great time there. <laughs> you know? a good showing Until we found out it was short-sheeted. Right. You know? <laughs> Got a showing at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have yeah. to wonder sometimes. That's why they do have um, timed access. You can have 24-hour access or you can have timed access to try and prevent some of those things. But most people who are running you know, nefarious things in the background aren't necessarily doing those when they normally mm. would be home. Good the point. worst that we They're had. They're doing them during the day. We had squatters that snuck into uh, a house and lived in a house for about oh. a week and a half before anybody before realized they were, found. they were there. Yeah. Yeah. It and, happens. And we had like this little pottery bowl on the nightstand, which would have been a perfect ashtray, but the squatter decided that he would just put his ash, his cigarettes out on the <gasps> nightstand itself. And I was like, Oh, oh there was pottery right there. Was, yeah, like, I'm I know totally you're available. a squatter, but you can at least be polite. Jeez. <laughs> Polite squatter. I'm not sure that exists. Does it? I see a future business where we'll start a squatter school. Yeah. <laughs> how to be polite. Madame Tussauds. School of squatter politeness. Squat. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh good heavens. Oh, Yikes. man. Okay. Well, so, Justin, give, give us out your contact information again. Sure. How can how can our listeners uh, reach The you? best way to reach us is spade-archer.com. That's S-P-A-D-E, like a small garden tool, dash archer, A-R-C-H-E-R, like a bow and arrow. Dot com. Excellent. Perfect. Okay. So we talked a little bit about, you know, you have a, a session where people bring you out and get a consultation. Yep. But where in the process of preparing? Oh, um, the like sooner how the better. Soon? Yeah. We've had people call us with, they had a year out because they knew they had work to do and yeah. they had started putting together their own list and they become overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so we can help you get that list put together that says, Hey, here's the things that are really important and don't do these six other things you're planning to do because it's a total mm-hmm. waste of money. I know it, it would it'd be great for you, but it's not necessarily great for the next buyer. Um, and so uh, we're always booked two weeks in advance. Um, you're never going to call us and be like, Hey, I need a project. Tomorrow. No short notice. It's probably okay. not going to happen. That's important um, to know. Yeah. We try to stay two weeks in advance. That's on projects. We stay one week in advance on consults. Um, we find that if we go past two weeks, real estate agents start to get really frustrated with us because the, the, the real estate market is about a two week cycle. Everything changes mm-hmm. every two weeks. Um, and so um, it, call us as early as you want, um, but when you're going to actually schedule your date, when you're going to do the project, make sure you call at least two weeks in advance to get us on the calendar. Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. We, we find with all of our stuff, We in fact, we just had one of our team meetings today. I was telling Jessica, who does our listing coordination, it's like, okay, we have dates in July of some houses that are going on, and we have several coming on. Uh, it was like, okay, let's get our target dates and make sure we're sending the emails out to the client to say, okay, here's where our target date is. These are the things and tasks that will be happening over the next four weeks. Be right. prepared. Make sure and give us an update on where you are in your process because if that has to move, that's fine. Yep. But we need to know because we're going to be scheduling all these service providers yep. along the way and doing the staging and getting the marketing ready and doing the pictures and getting the 3D videos and doing all the stuff, right. you know, the cleanings and the, you know. So many sellers think that the real estate market is a lot like fast food that you no, just drive so up and it's on yeah. the shelf and it's ready to be handed to you. And they yeah. understand that in order to properly prepare a house for market, you're going to need, you need at time. least two weeks to get it done. 
Oh, um, I would I would even at the say very minimum. It, yeah. Okay, if you're at two weeks, that's because you've done everything already. Like right. you better have had a really good it's list, perfect. or you'd already been working with your agent a year. Because uh, just to give you an example for us, our clients usually either get a hold of us within three months to sometimes three years yep. in advance, yep. Yep. and so then we start setting up the stuff. So like in one client's case. Um, Three years works well because we were asking them to change some things in their kitchen, including countertops. And it was like, do it now. Do it now. Pick a good product that will still be good for three years. Enjoy it. Be, and enjoy it. Yeah. That's exactly If you're going to spend the money, mm-hmm. you might as well right. enjoy it for a while. Yep. It'll still be in great condition. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so, no, I, I think that's great. Um, so if someone goes to your website, spade-archer.com. Yep. They can do it in any of those three cities. Yep. It says book a consultation. You click on that button. It says pick a city. And mm-hmm. uh, you'll see there's monuments on there. I think there's the um, the Space Needle in Seattle. There's right. the Made in Portland sign in Portland. And there's the windmills in How uh, will your Palm team Springs. reach back out to them, though? The, the second they click book, it automatically sends them an email that says, you've been booked for consultation. Okay. So And then um, you know the, the person shows up that day on time and rings your doorbell. And uh, they're set to go. Yeah, on time is important. Always. We were at a meeting the other day. Some guy said his uh, agent had been showing up two hours late without even a phone call, and I thought, oh. "Wow, that would not be my agent." <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So um, we only have a, about a minute left. So right. I'm going to bring something up that I meant to do at the yes. beginning of all of this. Um, for anybody who happens to be a fan of golfing, there happens to be a tournament going on. The Renton Chamber of Commerce is holding their now annual golf tournament, and this is benefiting the Moyer Foundation. And uh, as of today, we are one of the premier sponsors for that. So we're going to be there on June 13th. They're doing a shotgun start at 11 a.m., But we want to thank you all for listening today to Open House with Team Reba. We'll be here next week, Tuesday, 3 o'clock. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max metro east side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.